Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. So glad that you've joined me today. Today is Wednesday, December 23rd, and uh, we're just a couple days off yet from Christmas. And as we're walking through Advent together, we are anticipating the coming of Christ. In my Advent devotionals, I'm using the traditional four-part themes of hope, peace, joy, and love. And so we started on Monday with the hope of Jesus. And we lit the hope candle. We talked about the hope that we have in Christ. And then yesterday we talked about peace and the peace that Jesus brings into our hearts and into our world. And today I would like to talk about joy, the joy of Jesus. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. As we'll sing tomorrow evening in our Christmas Eve services, we always like to close our Christmas Eve service with joy to the world. I'd like to ask the question this morning on how you're receiving joy from Jesus right now. How is Jesus giving you joy this Christmas? What is something deep in your heart that you're sensing, experiencing joy in right now? Not just something that makes you happy, uh, not just the cookies and the, and the coffee or whatever, but something deep, um, something spiritually meaningful to you that the Lord is giving you joy uh, through this Christmas. <clears throat> I like John Piper's definition of joy. It goes like this. Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he, come, as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the world, in the Word, and in the world. Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he, as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the Word and in the world. Now, when I first read that, I was struck a little bit, even by John Piper, in his... Um, in his unashamed use of the word feeling in that definition. A good feeling. Sounds a bit elementary, it seemed like, to me. And in fact, it's really common for us preachers and Christian teachers to say that joy is different than happiness. Happiness is circumstantial on the surface, but joy we teach is deeper, a rooted a rooted sense of goodness deep down within our soul, not based on circumstances. Well, Piper's definition doesn't necessarily disagree with that, even though he uses this phrase, a good feeling. Um, joy is still an emotion. It is still an affection of the heart, as John Piper so commonly teaches. In fact, much of Piper's ministry called Desiring God is about re, um, rediscovering the, the affections of the heart for God and for the things of God. It is actually part of uh, our Christian experience to understand correctly how to have emotions in the Lord and not just have for the Lord a dutiful commitment. And so joy is a very important aspect to think about when we're thinking about our journey and our relationship with Jesus. So I want to walk through this definition really briefly, starting with that part one that talks about joy is a good feeling. Christian joy is a good feeling. 
By the way, did you know that the Bible commands us to have this type of a good feeling or affection uh, in the Lord? It's commanded by God. Let me just walk through a couple, starting with Philippians 4.4. You probably know this one by heart. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. My friends, that's a command in Scripture for you to have joy. It's a command. Again, Psalm 37.4. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. That's a command. That's a command to have a certain affection. Delight yourself in the Lord. And then also in the Psalms, Psalm 98 verse 4 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy to the Lord. Again, it's a command. It's a command by God to have a certain affection, a certain emotion uh, deep down in your soul for something, for God in this case. But then we think, wait a minute. God's commanding us, rejoice in the Lord, delight yourself in the Lord, shout joyfully to the Lord. Wait a minute. Joy, joy is a response, isn't it? It's a response from uh, deep within me. So how can God command me to have a certain response if that affection is uh, just something that I can't really control in a way? Even John Piper teaches that it's not something that you necessarily control. For instance, if you're walking in the forest uh, on a hike and suddenly you come upon a grizzly bear, what do you do? Do you stop and and stand there and calculate, well, I think, uh, I think right now would be a really good time to, to have fear. No, you don't do that. You don't stand there and calculate it and produce it. It's just something that comes out as a response, right? And the same is true with joy. Joy is just kind of an immediate response uh, that we have. And so the question then is, how can God command me to have that? when in some sense it's not even really controllable? And the answer is that God will also provide it. You see, He commands it, but He will also provide it for you as you open your heart to it and ask Him for it. St. Augustine once said, God, command what you will and grant what you command. Command what you will and grant what you command. In other words, we can't produce um, the solutions and the answers to, the, to all the things God commands us to do. We, we depend first and foremost on God providing it for us, for, on God providing you know, in a daily bread kind of way. And this is true regarding our joy. We can't produce it. We can't manufacture it. It's the joy of the Lord, in fact, as Nehemiah 8.10 says. It's from Him. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not my own joy. It's from Him. And even as you know, when you get up every morning and you're tired and you wonder how you're going to have strength for the day, and that prayer uh, falls upon your lips once again, Lord, help me. Lord, give me strength today. Lord, reinstill, restore that joy within me. As you pray those kinds of things in the morning and, and he, he, he prepares you and gives you perseverance for the day, you, you realize uh, again that these things are from the Lord, our strength, our joy. Um, our perseverance. So then the second part of his definition says, uh, in my soul. Christian joy is a good feeling in my soul. It's not necessarily in my body, right? 
Um, cookies make my body happy, right? Uh, coffee in the morning makes my body happy. Warmth makes me happy. A hot shower makes me happy. Those things occur upon my body. But this is much deeper. This is in my inward spirit. Jesus gives me joy in my soul. Are you with me? It's, it's much deeper. When I talk about Jesus being the joy in our Advent progression, it's that he's, he's, he's that joy that's deep, deep down inside of me, in my inward spirit. I like, I like Isaiah 61.10 on this. If you're following along in your Bibles, turn to Isaiah 61.10. I really want you to see this. You might mark this in your Bible today. Isaiah 61.10. I'm just going to give you a second to turn there. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. It's there in your Old Testament. Turn to the book of Isaiah 61.10. It says this, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. You see it? My soul rejoices in my God, for He has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness, etc. My soul rejoices in God. Train your, train your mind to understand that our deepest joy is deep down in our soul because of what Jesus has done for us, because of what the Lord has done for us. Don't be swayed by circumstances which are superficial, but Understand that your joy is deep, 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 way down there. In fact, that's what James uh, is talking about in James chapter 1 when he says, Consider it all joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. How, how can you have joy in the midst of trials? Because your joy is much deeper than the trials. The trials are surface. They're upon your body. They're in the physical. Our joy is much deeper than that. Amen. It's, it's, it's in who we are as Christians, deep down in our soul that will last forever. So, in my soul, that's the second part of his definition. And then third, produced by the Holy Spirit. I already said you can't produce joy on your own. You can't manufacture it. Where do you get it then? Well, you get it from the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Joy is part of that, right? And it's produced by the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't uh, uh, pop fruit out of your life on your own. You don't make it up. You can't. You can't sustain joy. You can't manufacture it only by God's Holy Spirit power. And then part four of his definition says, As He, that is the Holy Spirit, causes us to see the beauty of Christ. As the Holy Spirit causes us to see the beauty of of Christ. As I said earlier, joy is a response to something, and so ultimate joy is a response to an ultimate something. And that ultimate something, of course, is Jesus. He is the ultimate. And so as we see Jesus more, as we understand His goodness more, then we'll have even greater and deeper joy. Now we see this operation of the Holy Spirit, of course, in John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verses 13 and 14 where the Holy Spirit shining the light of goodness upon Jesus. It says in verse 13, But when He, that is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. 
He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Verse 14, he will bring glory to me. This is Jesus talking. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. In other words, one of the Holy Spirit's primary job is to shine the light of truth upon what Jesus did and said and who he is. He's the glorified Christ. That's his, that's his main job. And so as he does that, he's, he shines our attention upon Jesus. It opens up the eyes of our heart to see the, the beauty and the importance and the goodness and the amazement of who Jesus is. And the more we see those things, the goodness, the, the importance, the beauty of Jesus, the more joy we're going to have. And where do we see that? We see it in His Word, the Bible, and we see it in the world. The Bible is all about Jesus. The Bible is the story about the Messiah. From the beginning of Genesis all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, it's all about Christ, right? And then, so we see Jesus all throughout the Bible, and then we see Jesus in the world. We see um, Jesus' church, the body of Christ, uh, as corporate, as a corporate expression. We also say, see Jesus in the individual, uh, in the individual believers in Christ, expressing, uh, expressing the love of Christ to the world. And so we we see Jesus in the Bible, the Word, and in the world. And when we do, our joy just increases. And so right now at Christmas time, we're seeing Jesus come uh, as the Savior in the manger, and we're looking forward to it. And so as we set our hearts and our minds on Jesus this week, our joy will increase. And that joy is deep in our soul. Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as He causes us to see the beauty of Jesus in the Word and in the world. And I'm asking you... Um, Application-wise, I'm asking you this morning, how have you seen Jesus give you joy this week? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Amen? I uh, hope you have lots of merry to your Christmas today and this week as we look forward to the coming of Jesus in the manger. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for joy in my heart, deep in my soul. Lord, I thank you that my joy is much greater and much deeper than the things my body experiences, the physical, but rather, Lord, it's deep in my spirit that you've given to me the joy of Jesus, the relationship I have with him, God. I thank you so much for that. And I thank you for that which we will experience today as we do look forward to Christmas. Uh, and as we look forward to Christmas, God, it's not about the things and the presents. It's about Jesus in the manger and what he means to our world. Bless my friends and bless my church family today, I ask Jesus. I pray that you would be, be with each one of us and that you would put a little bit more Mary into our Christmas as we think about the joy of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you, and I look forward to one more Advent devotional tomorrow morning. Please be with me at 7.30, and then tomorrow evening as we celebrate Christmas Eve service. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye.